Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you think of a moment in your life where your your life has changed? For me, it is my own marriage. Marriage has changed me from being someone who thinks of only himself, who now has to think of someone else. Marriage has changed me into always having to rely on my parents to now having to rely on myself and my wife. Marriage has brought me in-laws to show my love to. And marriage has given me way more responsibilities than I probably could ever take with me being a husband. This list is a list of how my marriage has changed my life. And some of you may know that this is a great change of life. And Jesus also gives us a life-changing moment as well. And that life-changing moment changes us from thinking we have to earn heaven to knowing that we have heaven because of Jesus. And now we praise our bridegroom Jesus because he has changed our lives. Let's take a look at Mark chapter 2, verse 18. It says, Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not? We first need to understand why the Pharisees fasted. The Pharisees fasted because back in Old Testament times, God declared that you would fast once every year. And that one-time fast, that one day of fasting, was called the Great Day of Atonement. The Pharisees took that law into their hands and said, you should fast twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, to be better with God. And if I'm doing my math correctly, uh, if pastor is doing his math correctly, he did this, uh, the math part. But if he is doing it correctly, that is 104 times a year that you had to fast. That is 103 times more than what God had commanded. The Pharisees took this law of fasting, made it their own law, and said that you have to follow this law in order for you to be in heaven. 
Now, the Pharisees thought they were pretty high up spiritually. They thought that if they would do all these things, then they would get to heaven. And before we can say, those dumb Pharisees, we have to take a look at ourselves. And we have to admit that we have done the same things the Pharisees did. Sometimes we think that it is our work that gets us into heaven. For example, every weekend we come to church confessing our sins. Do you think that it is the act of us confessing our sins that we get to go to heaven? Or do you know that we are spiritual beggars who need God's forgiveness? Because if we lived in our sins, we would be dead. What about coming to church every weekend? Do you think by coming to church every weekend, you can make it all the way up to, to God's level? Or do you come to church knowing that your faith is weak and that your faith needs to be strengthened each and every week? Or how about when you go out canvassing, telling people about God's word? Do you think to yourself, you're better than that person and they should be worthy that you are bringing them God's word? Or do you want them to live in heaven with you and know the truth that it is all by God's grace that we are in heaven? There are many things we do in our lives exactly like the Pharisees thought. And we think that our works can get us there. And we think that the more we work, the more we are on God's level. And we totally forget about what Jesus did for us. So how does Jesus respond to them? Let's take a look at verses 19 to 20. Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. And on that day, they will fast. To understand what Jesus is saying here, we have to understand what the ceremonial laws were. The ceremonial laws were laws that God gave to his Old Testament people to know how to worship him the right way. And these ceremonial laws were from the time of the Old Testament people all the way up to the time of Jesus' arrival. And what these ceremonial laws had in them was how the priests should work. It said the exact day that you should worship God, and it told them all the sacrifices that they needed to make. And on top of all of these ceremonial laws, the law of fasting once a year was with them. And all of these ceremonial laws were to point to Christ, 
These ceremonial laws were to show the Old Testament people that they would have a Savior, and it would show them how, how good his work is for them. But Jesus, the bridegroom, the Savior, was there with them already. So all of these ceremonial laws that I just explained to you meant nothing to any of those people. And that is why Jesus tells them, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot so long as they have him with them. Jesus is telling them that he is the bridegroom and all of these ceremonial laws have been taken care of because he obeyed the Ten Commandments perfectly. And because Jesus obeyed the Ten Commandments perfectly, he was put to death so that he could be the only way to heaven. Take a look again at verse 20. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. Jesus' death changes everyone's life from having to gain heaven to receiving heaven because of what Jesus did for them. And you cannot mix the two. You either rely on Jesus or you rely on nothing at all. And when you rely on Jesus, there is where you see the forgiveness of sins. There is where you know that you will no longer be living in hell, but instead you will be living in heaven. Relying on Jesus gives us that peace and comfort that we truly need when life does not go our way. Jesus did everything for us so that we would not have to go down our own path, which would lead to hell. Instead, Jesus did everything for us. So all we will want to do is thank and praise him. Jesus continues on with telling the Pharisees where they went wrong with their thinking. Let's take a look at verses 21 and 22. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. The Pharisees thought that fasting would get them up to the point of God. But Jesus says something different. If the Pharisees would continue in their ways, continue in thinking that they would make it to heaven, then they are pouring new wine into old wineskins, and the wineskin would break. That means that if you think that any of your good works that you do 
will get you into heaven, then you lose all of it. Jesus is the only way. You can't, again, you can't serve Jesus. You can only, I mean, you can't serve yourself. You can only rely on Jesus. And that is what Jesus was telling the Pharisees to rely on him and not to rely on their own is the only way to heaven. And when we rely on Jesus, that is where our worship changes us. When we rely on Jesus, every week we come to church confessing our sins. We know we are truly guilty of what we've done. And we need God's forgiveness to forgive us our sins. When we come to church every week, we know that our faith is so weak and that it needs to be strengthened every week. And when we will want to go out and tell others about Jesus, because we will want them to be saved and be in heaven with us one day. And we do all of these things because Jesus changed our lives to rely on him. There was another person who thought that fasting and his good works would get him to heaven. That man's name was Martin Luther. Before Luther came to the faith, he thought fasting and doing his own good works would get him right into heaven. So Luther, thinking this, fasted so much that he became sickly ill. He was walking around kind of like a skeleton. Luther was pouring new wine into old wineskins. But then, Luther found out that it's not about him, it's not about his fasting, it's not about his good works, but instead it is about Jesus and what he did for Martin Luther. That message changed Luther's life. It changed Luther to not think that his works get him to heaven, but instead it changed Luther to rely on God alone because he is the only way to heaven. What a life-changing experience it is to know that you don't have to do anything because Jesus did everything for you. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.